By the time you hear this podcast, you will learn all the words to all the pretty songs. episode and he's back with us again hello matt hello greg (laughs) uh so matt will be sitting in with us once again as we uh do this episode i just want to make sure that okay it is recording my voice so (laughs) i wasn't sure (laughs) um so um what you heard, the, the the song that you heard that started off the this particular episode will give you a clue as to what we're talking about. And if you follow us on Instagram at by the time you hear this with the letter U instead of the word U, then you know uh, exactly what tonight's topic is. But before we get into that, we have some music news to discuss as per usual. So uh, the number one song in the country on the billboard hot 100 we would normally i think i wanted to like announce what it was at least each episode but it had been (laughs) closer by the chain smokers for so long yeah that it got kind of eh, um well boring for a minute and um i'm sorry uh chain smokers featuring halsey and then i'm in in parentheses the fray yeah um, it was number one for so long that you know, it, w- it wasn't worth saying. But due to the popularity of the Mannequin Challenge, oh boy, the number one song in the country is Black Beatles by Ray Shrimmerd featuring Gucci Mane. Is this his first number one hit? I just I just thought about that. This is theirs and his first number one hit now. I think I think, I think it's his first one. Oh, Gucci represented for the eighth. I think they're from Atlanta too. I thought they're from Mississippi. Oh no, they are from Mississippi. Yeah, they're from Mississippi. The the video was filmed in Atlanta okay. because uh, I saw them in front of center stage. Oh, okay. 
so since from September 3rd through November 19th, that's, let's see, four, nine, 12 weeks, <laughs> Closer was number one. And now that streak has ended. Uh, it's probably going to be like the number one song of the year, perhaps. What, Chainsmokers? Yeah. Maybe. I can't think of it. I'm trying to think what might have been up there longer. What came uh, out this summer? Well, as far as like uh, looking at the, the songs mm-hmm. that were number one this year, yeah. that was the longest. That was one. the longest? Okay, it felt like it, but the I wasn't sure. The second longest was, let's see, that's nine weeks, and that is nine weeks. Uh, one Dance by Drake mm-hmm. and Work by Rihanna featuring Drake were both nine weeks. Drake had a pretty good year. Um, Bieber had two number one songs. Uh, he is the only one with two, unless you want to count Drake being on two, since he was on two songs. But as a main artist. As a main artist, yeah. just one. Because he had um, Justin well, actually, Bieber. Uh, one dance, it was nine consecutive weeks, but ten total weeks okay. at number one. Yeah. No, Justin Bieber had a good year. He released, what, like three or four singles from that album, like just to start out. Yeah. Like it was that was a monster album. But will he win album of the year though? No. I don't think so. I don't know if he should, but I I definitely don't think so. That I don't think the Academy respects him enough. No. Yeah. It's probably gonna be Adele. Yeah. Yeah. Adele will probably suit the Grammys. What do you think, Matt? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so no. uh so yeah, Black Beatles is number one. Um, that's the power of social media man (laughs) yeah other songs have become number one due to something on social media like um, I was just talking about it Harlem Shake Harlem Shake was a number one Uh, and then people from New York got mad about it because it wasn't that the Harlem Harlem Shake Shake, yeah (laughs) Uh, I think what does the Fox say was number one but it was it was at least top five which is just sad. because it was just total nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. That song was annoying as hell. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty bad. And there was another song um, that I can't recall right now. But I think that's if something is gets done on social media, <clears throat> someone uses a song as part of something, some viral video, it could turn yeah. out to be a popular song. Too bad that... Uh, Shirley Caesar song in which she names all the names like I got beads green. Oh, <laughs> that's not a song. <laughs> you know what makes me curious though? Like, what if this? What if you had like the social media presence that we have today in the '90s? How much bigger could the Macarena have been? Because oh, like, I mean, like the it, Macarena was on the news. I feel like it would have been number one for a whole year. It was the Macarena was everywhere, and that was without social media. <laughs> Like I could just imagine it's already everywhere. How could it go further? Well, I'm just like, I'm thinking like in the social media sphere, like just like right. tons of videos. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Sometimes Hashtag Macarena. Like social media makes things burn out faster. Like, I do agree. It's huge, but it wouldn't last as long. I think who's let, who let the dogs out would, would fall into that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Which I ironically, someone or really not ironically. Um, funny enough. Someone told me that was about, um, ugly women. <laughs> Like it's not actually about dogs. It's about like who who let the ugly chicks out. It might be. Could yeah, be. I think someone from Jamaica told me that. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy Jamaicans. 
Um, so, uh, I, I, I have not, speaking of the Beatles, that probably would have good, been a good segue maybe like 30 seconds ago. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so John Lennon wrote a letter to Paul McCartney and he wasn't pleased about something. I have not read this letter, but Ben, uh, uh sent me a message about it. I, have, I haven't had a chance to read the letter, but what did you get out of it? He was mad. I mean, he was he was basically um, and, and re- refresh my memory here. Which one of them said that they were bigger than sliced bread? Was that Lennon? Uh, not sliced bread. Um, bigger than Jesus. Was that Lennon that said that? So I find it ironic that he accused or he went off in this letter on Paul McCartney for having such a big head and like claiming that the Beatles were the entire you know art movement, the entire music movement in this letter when he was the one who came out and said they were bigger than Jesus. I find that a little ironic. Maybe Yoko brought him back down to earth because he also talks about how like what him and Yoko Ono had done within the past year was better than anything that the Beatles had done their entire career. And he was, he was just angry. Like he was really just, he thought that Paul had too big of a head. And I find that ironic now that I just, I'm thinking about it when he said we're bigger than Jesus. And of course, you know, I remember him backtracking and saying, you know, he didn't mean what it's he didn't mean it to sound the way it sounded but that's that's very interesting but like to read an excerpt do you really think most of today's art came about because of the beatles i don't believe you're that insane paul do you believe that when you stop believing it you might wake up like wow says get off your gold disc and fly (laughs) what are you doing yeah and then apparently he also got mad i forget to forget to mention this um, finally about not telling anyone that I love the Beatles, Paul and Klein both spent the day persuading me. It was better to not say anything. So he, he got upset that like it came out that he was leaving the Beatles when he didn't want it out yet. He was going to make an announcement about it. Um, or he hadn't really decided yet. And then, um, Linda McCartney let it slip out that he was going to be, that, uh, John was going to be leaving the Beatles. Hmm. He was upset about that. It's interesting that you say it. I was, uh, what maybe, um, I was just looking up something when if when John Lennon said that what me and Yoko have done in the past year is anything is better than anything the Beatles have done. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, if anybody watched this in the late sometime in the late nineties, VH1 started doing these hundred greatest things. Oh yeah, <laughs> and the lists. first one they did was the hundred greatest artists of rock and roll. That was the one. That was the first one I saw, and I the one thing I remember from seeing it is. John Lennon was rated way, way ahead of Paul McCartney. Yeah. And I'm trying to find the list. Lennon is number 16. Where do you think Paul McCartney is? Should have been number two. 61. 61? 62. Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah. I don't agree with that. Number 62. I don't agree with that. John Lennon, 16. I mean, I know this isn't a Beatles episode, but I don't agree with that. I mean, I'm not a huge Beatles fan, so I'm not the best to ask, but I really like Paul McCartney. Like, I really like Paul McCartney and what he did after the Beatles and even some of the compositions he did with the Beatles. Um, as a matter of fact, his stuff was really the only stuff I liked about the Beatles. I, I, I can't stand anything. And I mean, not to rip on him because I know he's a huge influence for a lot of people, but I can't stand anything that John Lennon's ever done except for like... Um, happy Xmas War is over. Uh, this is going to be unpopular, but VH1 lists, I think, favor the people that are dead. You think so? Yes. 
Which this will come full circle in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> I really do, unfortunately. I mean, uh, you know. Well, I mean, I don't think that's some. I don't think that's a bad, bad thing to say. I mean, that's. It's uh, not a good reason to. They're they're swayless that way. Not, I'm not going to mention their name yet because still keeping the suspense. <laughs> uh, they're number forty two, so even that's they are good. ranked ahead of Paul McCartney. Oh. <laughs> So when Paul dies and they redo this list, he'll be number seventeen. <laughs> They'll be like, the but be- he wrote the Beatles are number one on this list, of course. As a collective, where's yeah. is Ringo Starr on it? No, I was Good. looking for George Harrison too. So, but they, he's not on here either because they don't consider them important. <laughs> it's like ah, he only did while my guitar my guitar gently weeps. Uh, marginal at best, you know. Uh, so yeah. Um, so John Lennon was mad. Yeah, he was angry. He was angry. I'm not going to lie. The, the letter, while interesting to read, kind of, I was like, ugh, get off your high horse, man. Like, you telling Paul to get off his high horse, get off your high horse. Like, I saw what you did with Yono. Or Yoko, sorry. Why did I say Yono? <laughs> Yono. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, also of, a, there was a movie that, that VH1 made. It was an imaginary movie, like if, uh, on SNL and like the early, like the late seventies, they made uh, the SNL this. one to get the Beatles. It was, I think, it was Letterman. It was Letterman. I think he was, he was yeah, because they were down the street from him. They were at Lennon's apartment, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it was. Uh, oops, I think it was Letterman. Okay, uh, I, he wanted like a Beatles reunion mm-hmm. on the show, right? And. <clears throat> It was just uh, this imaginary meeting. What if John and Paul got together and talked about it? Could they, you know, could they reconcile their friendship or whatever? I remember watching this. Oh, the whole movie was based on just a meeting? because yeah, they were in his a apartment. Meeting, a meeting, a hypothetical meeting. Yeah, they were in Lennon's apartment yeah. the whole time. He, like, Paul was trying to convince mm-hmm. him to go do it. Like, the Letterman thing actually happened. Well, oh, it was okay. either Letterman or Carson. I can't remember. I thought it was SNL because I thought it was Lauren Michaels. Let's find out. Who, yeah. who did it. Technology. Um, anyway, continue. But <laughs> it does remind me of that with like, uh, with, with them, uh, with, it, it was just an imaginary meeting. Like, could they reconcile? Would they get back together? Would there be another Beatles album? You know, or would they even still be friends? And I'm trying to remember who was in it. I know there was a guy named Jared Harris. Who I only know of from being in the uh, the movie Mr. Deeds. Who was he in Mr. Deeds? <laughs> I like that movie. He was, he, was, uh, he was either a reporter or a... Okay, I think it was called Two of Us. Is what I'm finding here. The the VH1 movie? Yeah. Yeah, so the, yeah, the one thing I did saw did say Saturday Night Live. But in, the, in that movie, I thought it was a late night show. That they like had a check for him and was like... We will give this to you if you come and reunite. Yeah. I could have swore it was a late okay. night show. Yes, or a lit talk show. Not yeah, SNL. I, I, I thought it was I I thought it was SNL because I had, it. I had seen I, I know it was Lauren Michaels doing the that particular thing. So I know this was nineteen seventy six, but that's this still seems like a small sum of money. The <clears throat> synopsis oh, SNL? It was it was like a hundred dollars or something. It was well, like, it's a, yeah, three thousand dollars to to reunite. Yeah. Um. On his show, Lorne Michaels offered them. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jared Harris was he played John Lennon in the movie. He was he's he was on Mad Men. 
I don't watch Mad Men. I never did. So he was in that. I drink their whiskey. <laughs> and it's good whiskey. Um. Okay. Yeah, I see. Yeah. That's interesting. I've never heard of this before. The movie was... It was meh. I just remember the end. Do you remember the end? Aiden, Aiden Quinn was Paul McCartney. Aiden Quinn, who you may know from... Stuff. This was their third <laughs> original movie, guys. What happened to that? That's that that's a that's that's something to talk about right there. The fact that VH1 used to make original movies and they don't really do that that much anymore. Because a lot of them were bad. Yeah, like really bad. This one was particularly. Not well, very I good. remember enjoying, even though as you know, high school Ben really enjoyed the Def Leppard movie. I don't know about y'all. I never watched the Def Leppard. Movie. I enjoyed it. Anthony Michael I, Hall. I did, I did watch the MC Hammer movie. Yeah, Anthony Michael Hall is Mutt Lang. Yeah. Yeah, he was in there like like they showed him during a session. They were in like what looked like a big cathedral and they were writing photograph. <laughs> he just like Mutt Lang just sits down to a, a keyboard and he starts just playing out the beginning. And that, that was like that was it. And then next thing you know, they're like playing it at an arena. Like that was Yeah. I know there was one on MC Hammer. There was one on uh the monkeys. I didn't see that because it had the guy who played. Remember in the Mighty Ducks, Dean Portman. Oh, he was in that movie. He was. He played. Uh, I think he played. He played Mickey Dolenz <laughs> in the movie. I also remember the fictitious band with Kimberly the Pink Ranger, Amy Jo Johnson. Oh, she's hot. Was it oh, like? I thought that was that was a real. That was a real band. That was a real band. Oh, but they were supposed to blow up after performing at Woodstock and like ninety nine. No, no, was the, the first Woodstock, the, the original Woodstock. Oh, oh, yeah. I think there was one that was there's a movie called At Any Cost that I actually bought the soundtrack to because I like the songs on it, but I ne- I've never seen the movie. Which movie? At Any Cost. Who's that? What movie is that? It was it was it was a, an original VH1 movie in which it was an original story. It wasn't based on anybody. Oh, oh no, never mind, never mind. I thought I knew. For that the was. longest time, I thought Rockstar was a VH1 movie because that's the only place I ever saw <laughs> it. <laughs> that movie was awesome. It was terrible. I loved it. It had um, Marky Mark yep. singing metal. It was based Aniston on the real people. And... I, I probably would have been. It was based on. I think it was based on Iron the Maiden. guy who replaced. I thought it was Judas Priest. One of those two. I, I know. I, I think it's one of those. I don't remember. It was one of those two bands. I have no idea. Yeah, because they I replaced their singer. When I turned it on, was the part where he had that first stupid. Uh, Press re- press meeting or whatever. Oh, okay. Press conference, oh. and they're like, "Do you have the chops?" And he <laughs> starts singing. It was just poorly overdubbed. And the 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 part of that in that movie that keeps sticking out to me is after he plays his first show, oh. and it just turns into this huge orgy. Yeah. And then you know the one they're like the publicist. <laughs> he sees, well, now him walking to the room <laughs> and Pig standing up. It was like that was that was. Uh, it's pretty yeah. bizarre. Terrible movie. Interesting fact, though. Um, at the end, the guy that replaces him on stage, uh, Miles Kennedy of Alter Bridge. Uh, I do remember hearing that. Yeah, that was Miles I Kennedy. Didn't know at the time, obviously. Yeah, and um, well, did he not? Who actually did the singing for him? I don't know. I thought it was Miles Kennedy. I wouldn't be surprised. I know. Um, him. at the end, it was the Verve Pipe when he's sitting in the bar or the coffee house in Seattle. Oh, really? And doing his um. His uh, Seattle thing, I guess you could call it. It was a Verve Pipe song that he was singing. Because I was like, man, Marky Mark can sing, man. And then I found out, no, he can't. Uh, it was <laughs> actually um, someone named Milajenko Mateyevich. Oh. 
was the singing voice for Aww, some work. Some nobody. <laughs> I mean, he's not a nobody. He's got he probably got paid very well for that. Shouldn't well, call him a nobody. Come on, that yeah. movie wasn't big budget, was it? It cost a lot, I thought. Rockstar cost. It probably all went to Jennifer Aniston and Marky Mark, though. <laughs> Their budget was okay. This says between thirty-eight million and fifty-seven million. So that's. Eh. Does it tell you who got paid what? No. Uh. But it is considered a box office bomb. <laughs> uh, oh God! It only made nineteen million. So bad. Oh God! I used to watch it all the time on HBO. It's just so terrible. I I contributed to that nineteen million. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, let's talk about some newer music that came out. <laughs> uh, a lot of new music has come out in the past couple of days. Feels like yeah. Is Friday becoming the day now? Like Thursday yeah, they and Friday? Cha- no, Fridays they changed the official release like two three years ago. Oh, for real? From Tuesdays oh, yeah. to Fridays, like. Huh. I don't know, it was like five years ago. I, feel, like, I, I think it's a good <clears throat> idea because, I agree. okay, the movies come out on Friday and you're more, you know, people get paid on Fridays. Well, to me, it was a good movies, idea like 20 music. years ago when actual, when you still went to go get CDs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just whatever well, now. I, did, I, I got so I used to the Tuesday, Tuesday part. I didn't understand it either, but I got so used to it. Yeah. It's like, oh, New Music Tuesday. Yay. Yeah. Now I'm used to my New Music Friday on Spotify and. I was um, rocking out to Metallica this morning, getting off the elevator at work. Have you listened to the new John Mayer? I did. I didn't really it's like terrible. it. I didn't really like it. I had I mean, high it just hopes. Keeps disappointing me. I had high hopes, like all the talent in the world, and just like, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, I didn't know uh, John Mayer had anything new. Yeah, I haven't. I just heard it by chance on New Music Friday. Well, I follow him because he does all that stuff on snapchat he's pretty funny yeah but, and he always posted all these videos of him in the studio and it was like bluesy john mayer stuff yeah this is more and folky this, john yeah, mayer yeah this is ugh. like folky john mayer with the drum but i know machine. he was do working want, do you want pop pop john mayer back? honestly i'd rather pop or blues john i mayer want back. continuum john mayer back yeah that's what i want like continuum or heavier things now he I'll, was doing stuff with the trio again too so maybe that's what he was posting, but yeah. Either way, I wouldn't even mind room for squares, John Mayer, but like I'm over, um, I'm over folky John Mayer. Like, um, Paper Doll was a cool track because I know he was dissing Taylor Swift, got her in here, and um, <laughs> <laughs> but like other than that, like, um, oh, speaking of which, did you hear she might be doing R and B? I just I thought about he, that. He's really asking this. I just yes, thought about is. that. Yeah, she's really asking. I heard this. she might be doing R and B, which made me laugh. But anyway, um, well, that may explain the Drake connection. Maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, I'm sick of folky John Mayer. Like I don't want. Um, I want. I want no such thing. Like that came up on one of my discover lists, and I was like, Spotify, you know me so well. There's no such thing as folk John Mayer. Yeah. Uh, That's what well, Montana will do to you. Oh yeah, he does live up there, doesn't he? Other than that, uh, the weekend has released yeah. his third and fourth singles. Yeah, the yeah, one with a bunch of songs. Um, with Daft Punk. I don't know if both yeah, of them were Daft Punk, with Daft but Punk. there's there are at least one more with Daft. Yeah, Punk. Yeah, that one's really good. Uh, Charles Gambino has released two songs. He's come out with a new album. Sean he, Paul. He's doing a lot of singing. Sean Paul, which from the Young Bloods or the other Sean Paul? Like Sean Paul, like okay. Jamaican yeah. Sean Paul. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if he's Jamaican. I don't know what he is, but he he has a new single too. It's pretty catchy. All right. Um, 
Bruno Mars 24 Karat Magic was released last night. Um, I think yeah, it's, so I think it's going to be huge. Uh, I like a couple of songs on it. Let's see how many lawsuits come out of it. I hope none, but I'm waiting for Versace on the floor. Like somebody from like the ni- early '90s, like New Edition is gonna sue him. I just got a feeling, <laughs> like that's what it sounds. Oh God! Like I need to ask my sister because she loved New Edition. I'm like, have you heard that new song? Just play it for like, oh my God, this is amazing! I know she's gonna love it. Uh, and also DNCE had their full album. Yeah, finally, out. like a year later, almost. Well, the well, they had from... an EP at first. Yeah. One from Jonas Brothers. Oh, it was one of the guy. Jonas's. Yeah. Which one? I know it's not Joe. No. Yeah, I think it's Joe. Joe Jonas. Yeah. JJ. Yeah, they were the two that wrote, that did everything, Nick and Jonas. Kevin's just like... Nick yeah. and Jonas? Nick and, <laughs> Nick and Joe? Nick and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick and Joe did all of the writing. Which one was Joe, the younger one or the older one? I cannot remember. They all look alike. Did you ever watch their stupid brothers, show? <laughs> what, Growing Up Jonas or something? Yeah, it was awful. No. Because I know they had one on Disney. Show? Yeah. All it was to me was a push in people's faces to be still be virgins forever. Speaking of, like. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, D- Disney, they, they almost got me. Uh, I saw, um, I was on Facebook and I saw, uh, look at the, the trending topics on the side, right? And I clicked on Disney and. It said uh, <laughs> Hannah Montana's returning to Disney. I was like, no, there's there's no way no that's way. happening. And I clicked on it. It's they're having a Hannah Montana marathon. Oh, <laughs> I was like, wow, I was like, Are Disney switcheroo. No, they no, she's too I old think. and dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you can't like like Hannah. Why are you stripping? <laughs> like that'd be so weird. Um, so they 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 almost got me there. Um. And I think someone else came out with a new song. Uh, Janae Aiko came out with a new song. Um, I feel like someone else came out with one. I say, if it went on New Music Friday, I didn't see it. But there's usually a ton on there, so it's kind of hard to go through everything. Okay, the well, okay, John Mayer. Um, John Legend has a new song. I started listening to that, but then I got to work. <laughs> so I, had I to really don't off. like that guy. Why? Uh, his songs are so boring to me. Oh, they're not for everybody. Um, so yeah, I did think there was a new Miley Cyrus song out because I saw something called Make Me Cry by Noah Cyrus. And the album cover is like a very androgynous looking person. Just like kind of gender neutral looking person. And I thought it was like... So, like Noah and Cyrus or something like that. I don't know. It looks weird. And then he kind of sounds like her too. So (laughs) Pharrell has a new song for the soundtrack to hidden figures. Hmm. Um, Santa gold has a new song for the soundtrack to the edge of 17. Is that a movie? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a comedy. It's Woody Harrelson. Haley Stanfield. Steinfeld. I always want to call her Seinfeld. Well, I know that's I saw the right. trailer for the movie and it looks hilarious. It does look pretty funny. <laughs> it's, you said it's Woody Harrelson? Yeah. Woody Harrelson is I like it. him. He's good. <laughs> and uh Britney Spears, well, if you already have the album, it's on there, but she has a new single, I guess you would say. Yeah. So uh check out New Music Friday on Spotify. Uh it it will be worth your time. 
Yeah, it's a pretty good list this week. And let's see, if what else like can crap. we... Hmm? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I totally missed it. It's okay. You'll hear it It's later. something with the word crap. So it's probably <laughs> not, or you'll find crap. <laughs> so, uh... I, let's try to make this as quick as possible. Uh, Kanye West said he would have voted for Trump. Uh, if he voted. If he had voted. <laughs> but he did not. Uh, is this an empty thing to say? Like, or, I feel like, like it kind of is. About people not voting. Did you vote? I did. Did you yeah. vote? Yeah. For people who don't vote and have an opinion and have an opinion yeah is that allowed i mean you sound weird yeah. you sound weird doing it i will i'll, I'll play devil's advocate here and just kind of say like since we are a land of freedom and choice you have a right to vote you have a right to not vote equally but i just feel like you're gonna be taken less seriously if you don't vote and all you do is complain i i kind of feel that way too like with when it came out that colin kaepernick didn't vote like what are you doing? But, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I know. No, that's what I said too. I was like, really? Come on, man! Like you could have written in somebody. Harambe got fifteen thousand votes. Oh, it's up. <laughs> it's up from eleven. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I heard was fifteen. Jeez, man! You could have written in anybody. You could have written in yourself, yeah. and you're not even eligible because <laughs> you're not thirty-five. But. <laughs> But you could have written in anybody. And plus, I think um, voting is probably a lot more important on the state level as far as like any new laws and provisions. Like we live in Georgia and there was one about the should the state come in and take over a failing school. And a lot of people didn't want that because it felt like, okay, the teachers can't do their jobs or you don't want the state like mandating things that mm-hmm. aren't really going to help out the students anyway. Uh, so something like that was important for me to vote on as far as the presidential election. It, it only didn't matter <laughs> because, you know, someone won the popular vote and they didn't get the job. <laughs> it's happened before. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. And Kanye wants to run for president. <laughs> Like Donald he's Trump actually serious about it. Is he going to release his taxes? <laughs> well, he's broke as fuck. Well, we can see how broke. How we can see is. how he got broke. Oh um, man! And the Rock wants the. Well, I still call him the Rock. He he goes by Dwayne Johnson now. If he wants to win the presidency, he better go by the Rock. <laughs> he needs to go by the Rock. That's what they know him he as. He wants to run for president too. I think he, he and basically he's going to run because hey, look if Donald Trump ran and won, I can do it. So, could you imagine the if Rock it got down to the Rock and Kanye West competing to be <laughs> against uh, Donald, and, and Trump. Donald Trump? That'd be the most entertaining <laughs> election ever. Ever yes. wrong? Like just <laughs> the Rock will give. Donald Trump you ain't got elbow. the answers, Donald. <laughs> oh, that'd be well, hilarious if he I got in his face. Answers. I mean, if The Rock went and he ha- his whole campaign was just nothing but a bunch of rock quotes <laughs> when he was a wrestler, like, it would be amazing. Do this, oh. When America is cooking. It doesn't cooking. matter. I didn't hear this, though. He really wants to run? Yeah. That's amazing. I will vote for The Rock in 2020. 
Oh man! Only if he goes by the Rock, though. If he comes in here with this Dwayne Johnson mess, oh, I don't care. I'll vote either way. I won't vote for him. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, That's amazing. Start the campaign now. It kind of overall, it kind of does make. It's hard to be taken seriously if you if you don't vote. Yeah. Even if you don't vote for president, if you vote on the other things that will matter yeah. where you live. Yeah, where does he live? It would be California. California? Okay. I'm oh, sorry, you're talking about With Kanye? Colin Kaepernick. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, yeah, I was talking about um, Kanye. Yeah, I was wondering where uh, he might be registered. For some reason, I thought either, New York. It would either be New York or Illinois. I mean, either way. But, it, yeah. I don't know. Doesn't matter. I mean, it just doesn't yeah. matter because if he did vote, he voted for the guy that won. Yeah. I mean, it's one. I mean, did he go on any other rant other than just saying I would have voted for him? That was really the the main part of it, and 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 how, to me, how he still wants to run for president. I mean, that doesn't so bother me. Serious about running for president? I guess the the reaction of the crowd, right? Because they a, a lot of people booed. Yeah. And he just said well, Trump's name gets a lot of booze. Yeah. Where was he? Do you remember? I think he was in L.A. Let's find out. Uh, it's one thing to just say I would have voted for somebody and then another to like critique policies and all this shit. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, I didn't vote. <laughs> uh, well, okay. But I don't in, like our foreign policy. In, uh, San Jose, California. Mm-hmm. I don't like so our foreign policy, back, but obviously. I don't vote. I think, well, yeah. <laughs> A lot of it was... Uh, I think people were probably starting to boo was when he said it, and then he kept stopping the show to talk about. Oh, it. oh God. typical Kanye uh, pulled a rage against the machine. <laughs> Could you imagine if they were still around today? <laughs> Are they kind around. of though? Well, I mean, like, but not, not together. Exactly. He was the voice of them, though. He would have stopped the shows and would. Yeah, I've heard he rants. did that. He would talk. He would stop and talk. Yeah. Um, I heard System of a Down does that as well. I've heard. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. That's that's kind of funny, but no, Zach Delarocca. He was just on the Run the Jewels track. Was he really? Yeah, I didn't think he was doing music anymore. Yeah, he was and like he was like rapping, rapping. It was interesting. Wow. It was very different. Not like he did in and Rage. He good? It wasn't bad. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't. Un, it was unlike anything I've heard him do before. Because he's not shouting. He's not yelling. Like he sings the hook too, and he kind of sounds. You hear a little bit of you know Rage Against Machines, Zach Delarocca there, but then like he actually raps a verse. So like a you know, normal dude rapping like. <laughs> And I was like, oh, snap, he's got bars. It's like the, Shia it's, LaBeouf? It's the young cats say nowadays, he's got bars. <laughs> I have not seen the Shia LaBeouf freestyle. I haven't seen it either. But apparently so, he was good. So here's the thing. Maybe I'm not the right person to comment on this. But so there was him and then some guy today that was on somebody else's show that like dissed him somehow. Anyway, both of them to me sounded like garbage. Like it wasn't smooth. It wasn't. Who was the rapper that dissed him? Do you remember? I can't remember his name, okay. um, but it wasn't it wasn't on Sway either. Okay. It was on somebody else's thing. But he brought up Shia LaBeouf. Anyway, I didn't think it was any good, but people were losing their minds. Yeah, people on Reddit were losing their minds, but then again, people on Reddit lose their minds over some weird things. Yeah. So. What What was weird about it though? It was the hip hop head subreddit. And I'm like, I want to be like, if it is bad, you guys know better. Like yeah. you should know better. I know when I, that's where I saw it. Yeah, I, I clicked on it, watched it. I was like, Why? Like this Why? wasn't our music. This is hip hop heads. Like y'all should know better. Like, <laughs> and I guess if you have good disses in your lyrics, then it's considered good. Oh, because hmm. like to me, it was horrible flow. Like he was 
Is not, he given a beat or do they yeah. rap a cappella? Oh, he was given a beat. Because I think that's the thing about Sway is like five fingers of death. It's like you get yeah. five different beats that you're supposed to yeah. go over. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, that's but neat. I guess because Shia LaBeouf couldn't do different... Like, I think they kept one beat and just kept going. Oh. Because <laughs> he wasn't like changing what he was doing. I yeah. don't know. Whatever. Either way, watch it. it. You like it, you like it. I didn't. Mm. <laughs> All right. Um, so the last thing we want to bring up, I'm going to play the clip. Uh, sure, nothing else is playing. Um, and I want to get your guys' take on this. 30 points for Kevin Durant tonight. Kevin, how important was it for you guys, your first extended road trip with the team, to really get off to a good start? Uh, it's very important. You know, we want to build good habits. Uh, I think tonight we started off slow, then defense picked up. We put on the foul line 40 plus times. I mean, that's, you know. You know, we put a team on the foul line that much. We put a team on the foul line that much, they bound to score a lot. So, uh, but I think overall we played a good game. You know, and after the first quarter, we moved the basketball well, and, you know, everybody was involved. So interesting to watch you play with this team. Even when you drive baseline, you're looking out. You don't feel the need to uh, lighten the shot clock, take the shot. You pass it out like to Andre for a corner three in the fourth quarter. How comfortable are you now with this offense? I'm just playing basketball, trying to make the right play. If I got a shot, I'm going to shoot it. If I see a pass and somebody open, I'm going to pass the ball. That's simple. And uh, this was Drake Knight here, and uh, he's the one who just interrupted us. What, give me a taste of what the uh, trash talk was like, what the, uh, you know, what the interaction is like with your, your buddy there. I don't give a damn about no damn Drake Knight. <laughs> uh, so that was from uh, a couple of nights ago, actually, where the Warriors played the Raptors in Toronto, and Drake is the official unofficial ambassador of Toronto and in the middle of the interview with Kevin Durant after the game he kind of bumped into him and uh that face he gives him is priceless yeah <laughs> he, he gave him the stink eye right there when that happened so um I think Drake comes up a lot on her podcast too yeah he's probably second to Taylor Swift but yeah. still <laughs> and if they get together <laughs> Oh God! Uh, I hope so for joke's sake, for comedy's sake. Oh yeah, but you hear a lot that rappers want to be athletes, and athletes want to be rappers. I think we talked about this on the yeah. musical athletes episode. <laughs> well, Shaq is is uh, is a prominent he example, but he actually he actually did it. Yes. Uh, as far as the rapper being an athlete, I only we only know of like Master P. He came mm. the closest. He came yeah. the closest. Um, and even and as far as musicians go, I know like like Marvin Gaye tried out for the Lions, like in the seventies. Like Marvin Gaye, the singer. Yeah, he tried out for the Lions one year. At what position? I think it was going to be like a receiver or kick returner. Oh God. <laughs> But that was in the seventies, where like, if anybody's seen the movie Invincible, speaking again of Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> Vince Papali was like a it's like a bartender or something, yeah, school teacher or something like that. What about the field goal kicking, trash picking, <laughs> field goal kicker from Philadelphia? <laughs> Have you seen that movie? Mm-mm. It Tony had a, Tony Danza played a garbage man. <laughs> And because he could, like, uh, it was something to where to close the the thing on the truck, but he would normally kick it. And, yeah, 
it turns out he had like you know a strong leg and foot. So the Eagles <laughs> gave him a tryout. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles gave him a tryout, and he makes the team oh. as the kicker. All right. Yeah, just crap on the Philadelphia Eagles. Like it's just they had a bartender and a trash man. Like that's what they got. They played on their team. Oh god, that was a Disney movie, right? Yeah. Okay, because it had that awful title. Let me hold. On. I gotta look that up. Field goal kicking. I don't know. Something something garbage, man. Philadelphia phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, it was it was ridiculous. I remember. it was like right in line with Airbud. Like it was. <sighs> but um. I wanted to talk about like this thing with Drake because it brought up, uh, I was listening to Bermine Jones's show. It's like Drake can't be the heckler and be the jock writer at the same time. You can't be the super fan or try to be friends with these guys, but also, also be the heckler. Cause I think in the playoffs last year, he was uh, trying to distract some guy. Paul Pierce, I think. No, no, it wasn't Paul Pierce. That was a couple of years ago. He was trying to distract Paul Pierce, wasn't he? No, it was. It was some. It was last year in the playoffs. They were playing <clears throat> the Hawks. Because we didn't play. We didn't play them. We were playing the second round. I don't remember. Anyway, no, it was Miami. So it was somebody they played in the first round. So it was the Pacers. It was somebody on the Pacers. He was trying to distract. Yeah. On an inbounds pass, and they got a five second violation. He starts clapping like he did something. Oh, I do like remember he's part that. Of the team. Yeah, that yeah, he's yeah. he's going too far. Like he needs to like they've the the Raptors are probably afraid of him. Like they're like, hey man, we can't be mean to him or he'll stop showing up to games. Just 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 put him in his place. And he's also wearing a Doris Burke shirt. Cause he was um he was uh yeah Paul George yeah it was Paul George who was heckling. When he did the clapping in his ear or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then he they tried to get him for collusion. Uh, or tampering, excuse me. Tampering. Because he was trying to get somebody to come to Toronto. And he was an official ambassador of Toronto. So the NBA was going to try and get him on tampering unless the um, Toronto Raptors, like, denounced him as a member of their organization. Like, he's just, he's, uh, dude, just, just, just stick to rap singing. Like, just, just stick to that. And that's just the recent events with him. <laughs> like at at the at Kentucky at their mark one of their midnight madness events, he's in the layup line with them. He was sitting the in film team, sessions in this in the locker taking room. Taking notes. Yeah. Like he actually had a pen and paper taking notes. Like on scholarship, son. Like on scholarship. <laughs> Jesus. This is Drake, man. He's just I wanna be there. <laughs> and then the the incident with when Miami won the championship, he couldn't get into the locker room to celebrate. Because he wasn't media. Being drank wasn't enough. Nope. Is it ever enough? He's like, I was wheelchair Jimmy. Like, doesn't matter, man. Doesn't matter. This is, uh, this is, he could learn from Spike Lee on this. Just go to the game. Oh, And God. watch the game. If you want to heckle, heckle. Because Spike Lee will heckle. But that's all you're allowed to do. Well, Spike Lee didn't help the Knicks. He just pissed off Reggie Miller. <laughs> and Reggie Miller went off. <clears throat> but... Spike Lee is still welcome back at Knicks games, and, it, and it's not it's not a it's not a bad thing that he still goes. They're they're like they're sorry, but he still supports yeah. his team. They're like we got that one person. Well, and you know what? I'll give him that too because I have heard now that the Lakers are just now getting their celebrity guests back now. Like Spike is, is Lee Jack, like, is Jack Nicholson. I don't know, but I've I've heard that like Diane Cannon. Those like they're are the like, two oh big yeah, ones right they're now. like they're like oh yeah, celebrities are starting to come back because they're getting better. It's more fun. 
like Kobe's gone, which is like sad to say. Like Kobe's gone, so like they, like they're better games to watch because <laughs> he's not hogging the ball. They're actually, yeah, they're actually playing good now because they're not under the, the massive shadow of Kobe Bryant. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Jack is back. He ain't doing nothing. Uh, well, anyway, before we go too far off the rails here, I think we talked about sports more than I would have liked. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, Ben, let's get to your earworm of the week. Ooh, I've been listening to this a lot. Synchronicity 2 by the police. Oh. Yeah. It's a flashback Friday. So. Is it the original or this garbage cover you always play? Oh, not the car. Not the, well, it's not a garbage cover. <laughs> <clears throat> it's not that one. It's the original one. Although the garbage. Synchronicity 2? Yeah. Okay. Although the garbage cover he refers to has a killer solo in it but yes um, that's so good yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll be back to talk about our primary topic of the night this is synchronicity 2 from the 1983 album synchronicity
City 2 from the 1983 release album Synchronicity. Uh, very good album. Mm-hmm. Um, very popular album. Uh, that's all I got <laughs> for, for now. That may be an album that we explore uh, later down the line. But the album we are going to talk about on this episode is from 1991. And I believe it's one of the landmark albums as far as pop music goes. It's not a pop album, but as far as how pop music is viewed and how people with other sounds can come into the picture. You know, I mean, this was an album that knocked Michael Jackson's album off the number one spot. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty remarkable at the time considering the stature of Michael Jackson at the time. Mm -hmm. And of course we were talking about Nirvana's Nevermind. Uh, It came out in 1991. It was their second full length album. It was, um, uh, produced three successful singles. It has sold 10 million copies. It is certified diamond and it is certi- it is sold 24 million worldwide. Mm-hmm. And just uh, passed uh, in September, their, the 25th anniversary of the release, uh, produced by Butch Vig, as I know Ben is a fan of, at least. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like garbage. The band, you know, not the... No, he likes garbage. Not too. the refuse. <laughs> Listen to that synchronicity cover. <laughs> Shade. Uh, one thing I didn't know in in reading about this album, this was the first one to feature Dave Grohl as mm-hmm. the drummer. He was not on their first album. It was Bleach the first one? Yeah, yeah. He was not on that one, but he was on this one, and uh, yeah. So, um, and kind of trying to find a, a topic for this episode and discussing an album. Ben, this was your suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> So what what stick what's the first thing that sticks out to you about the album? <laughs> and I'm all right, so I'm laughing because um it's the one thing it's the first thing that sticks out for everybody, of course, which is and I see look on Matt's face, smells like teen spirit. Um am I up? Am I recording? Yeah. Okay, yeah. just making sure I didn't hear myself. Um smells like teen spirit. Um and then just like kind of listening to how like if you if you listen to it and not just the single because I mean like you have suppose like Teen Spirit come as you are lithium and in bloom, um, then you listen to the other singles that were um, not the other singles other songs that were really just kind of okay I was like what are you doing okay that's it. Um, very first song on the album yeah like you can hear how a lot of those songs shape the rest of nineties alternative rock it's really interesting to listen to. Um, and I don't know if, I can't remember like how because I know like it was recently remastered by Butch Vig so of course it sounds a lot more it sounds even cleaner than it probably did when it was recorded but like I was just saying to you before we came back um, I don't remember liking his guitar tone as much as I do now and maybe that's because I've gotten a little bit older and a little bit more mature and more appreciative but like listening to it like I was listening to Breed this morning on the way to work I was like, I don't remember like, I don't remember liking it that much. Um, so that that kind of stood out to me. But like, yeah, just this album stood out to me. I was, I'm a big fan of 
of the work that Butch Big did on here. Um, whenever I would, I believe it was a pop pop up video had this song on there, and they were just like kind of referring to maybe it wasn't pop up video. I was reading something that was talking about like just really analyzing um, Kurt Cobain's vocals on here, and like how he did this, he did them in one take, and how you could tell. Um, if you're listening to him singing by the end of the song, like you could hear he was getting hoarse because he's just screaming at the end. I think that was in the Foo Fighters documentary. Was it? Did I, I watch I that with it. you? I don't think so. Oh, okay. But that's, I remember because they bring tapes back up. And it was big talking about it, right? Yes, yeah. I believe so. It was either that if or... If it's not that, I've seen what you're talking about. Okay. Because I don't know if it was also on Classic. Have they, did they do this on uh, VH1 Classic as a classic album? Okay. But yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Though, yeah. Like him just um and then of course, you know, getting Butch Vig convincing him to double track his vocals. Um and you know the remote. Yeah, singer doesn't want to double track I've never heard of that before. I didn't know singers <laughs> wouldn't do that. I I ha- I was trying to find out why, because I read about that recently also and the uh, the only thing I found was that Butch Vig for uh, convinced him to do it by saying, Oh, John Lennon did it. <laughs> yeah. So, full circle again. Yeah. But the I guess the biggest thing about it that stands out to me really was the change, the changing over. Um, like even I remember hearing about um, oh God, who is um, I think it was the singer from Warrant. They, they did Cherry Pie, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember him talking about like after that came out like after that album came out how like record companies wouldn't touch bands like them anymore oh yeah it it killed hair metal yeah like it they, killed it they wouldn't killed it dead yeah <laughs> <laughs> like they just you were like yeah the, like the they end. couldn't get calls back they couldn't get anything um and just like you know of course a part of you know the seattle four as they're kind of dubbed um soundgarden allison chains pearl jam and and, and nirvana, nirvana. Um, and Nirvana really, I guess in my opinion, maybe having the most influence over what, um, modern rock would become over the next decade. It seemed, I think they still have, uh, an influence today, uh, because of, because of the, because of the term, like, I think what they, how they sound now is, is probably the, the most mainstream sound today. And they well like i previously mentioned they they killed a they killed a popular genre at the time and they now they now they're part of one of their own and i think it i don't know if if alternative rock was around if that term was around then or it started then or maybe a little before with you know certain bands that weren't uh, that didn't have the big hair and play arenas yeah. all over the world but I think they, the reason why I say they changed the face of, of, of popular music is because they just, they came in with, with something else and it kind of related to a lot of, a lot of young people who didn't feel like they fit in with what someone like Warrant is doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's almost like, um, the I think I don't even necessarily think is that they were the first to do it because they weren't. I think they were the first to make it stick. Um, because I mean there were there were some alt bands before them. I'm trying to think of them off the top of my head. Um, 
and I'm drawing a blank now, but like they weren't necessarily the first to do it. I mean, they meat Maybe puppets. I, I, yeah, I'm thinking of somebody like the the Pixies for some reason. Yeah, the meat puppets. I mean, I guess with the punk influences they had, maybe you could look at the Sex Pistols. I know he was heavily influenced by um, God, not Husker Du. What was that? I can't think of the band. Was it the Meat Puppets? He, he was heavily influenced by. Mm-hmm. I know it was, there was another band too that I can't think of. I, I think the Pixies. Maybe it was the Pixies. He was heavily influenced Mud by Mud Honey. Yes. So yeah, there were bands before him that were doing it, but they they stuck. They didn't have the. I didn't feel like the bands that he was influenced by didn't have the pop sensibility that Nirvana mm, had, though. Exactly. That's what I'm looking for. I think in um, I'm reading about the writing of the album, he wanted to, Kurt Cobain wanted to have like, like use more pop friendly hooks as odd as that sounds because yeah. it still didn't seem pop friendly, but it ended up coming off as being, you know, popular enough. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Matt, I wanted to ask you, what's the first thing that like, um, what's the first thing you notice of, about the album or the, or something that you realize by listening to it? Uh, well, it's different for me a little bit because I actually didn't even really give that album a listen until way later <laughs> in the nineties, but come as you are was the first song. I think one of the first songs I learned on guitar. So like that's all I ever think about when I think of Nirvana. I was like, ah, that was the first song I ever learned. And then it just kind of, you know, I'm Nirvana is one of those bands for me. It's I like them for what they are, but it's they don't stick with me like a lot of they do for a lot of people. Fair enough. Show that they couldn't get the rights for all the songs because of all the music they used. Yeah. And it was, it was about the, it was a case about, it was a case that was loosely based on the West Memphis Three. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with that? I am not. Uh, it was uh, West Memphis, Arkansas. There were three boys who were 
charged with killing either another boy or maybe two other boys, but they were coerced into confessing and they went to prison, but there was no real evidence that they actually did it. And they were in jail for years and then it was found that they didn't do it and they finally got released, but it took a really long time mm. for the conviction to be overturned. There are a lot of songs about them. Uh, there are a lot of uh, TV episodes about them and documentaries. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, but in that particular episode, um, there are actually a couple of episodes that were based around the kids being influenced. It was like with, with the kids being the main characters that were, they were influenced somehow by Kurt Cobain or they were, they were such, he was such an inspiration for them. Hmm. Uh, so it became a, uh, this was, this was the time where Kurt Cobain really became a symbol for a lot of people. Hmm. And it turns out maybe it was something that he couldn't handle. If he really did commit suicide, some people think Courtney did it. And I understand, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, maybe his fame is something that he wasn't, I don't know if he wasn't prepared for it or he was still trying to come to grips with it, but he became a symbol for a lot of people when this album came out yeah. and it even like it was further enhanced when in utero came out. Yeah. I don't like today how, uh, well, you know, Dion, uh, Dion, my friend Dion, you've met. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she oh. has, <laughs> God, I don't know what you're about to say. <laughs> she has a, she has a shirt with Kirk Bay's face on it. From right. Target. It was probably from Target. <laughs> And I think I asked her like, "Oh, you you like you like Nirvana? Who? <laughs> the guy on your shirt? Do you even know who that is? Some white dude? Oh. Nice. Yeah, I like that answer. Oh yeah, I get that. Well, I don't get that exact answer at work, but yeah, they wear graphic tees with Nirvana on them, with Kiss, with all these bands, and they no clue." That's frustrating. Did you say someone had a Van Halen shirt or yeah. ZZ Top? Yeah, some girl had a Van Halen shirt on there. And I was like, oh, sweet. You like Van Halen? Oh, I just bought this shirt. <laughs> and then the oh, same it probably wasn't wore... bought. It. I don't think Dion bought it at, at Target. It was probably Hot Topic. Yeah, a lot of them go to Spencer's or Hot Topic. Yeah. Because she also wore, the same chick also wore a Soundgarden Super Unknown shirt. I mean, I don't know when the last time you checked the graphic tees at Target. I mean, all these bands have T-shirts at Target. No, I've seen them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I blame Target. No, this particular Target. guy told me he got it from he got it from um, Hot Topic. He had a um, quarter tee um, Nirvana shirt. He knew who they were. So I was like, all right, you cool. You cool. The only band I see at, at Target right now, maybe because it's that particular Target, are Red Hot Chili Peppers and yeah, they Pink always Floyd. I and Pink Floyd always has one. It's terrible. Pink Floyd terrible shirt. band. I like Pink Floyd. <laughs> More garbage than Ben likes. Hey, now. <laughs> See, that's the thing, though. That's garbage that a lot of people like. I know, I know. I am um, one of the few, but I just can't stand them. There, I, there, There is a Cold Case episode that all the music is by Pink Floyd. <laughs> he won't watch that one, probably. I, no, I won't. Um, so... I guess interesting that you all talked about like, I guess your first interactions with it. And I just thought about like my first interaction with it, of course was most like teen spirit, but that was one of my first interactions with rock music period. Cause I didn't like growing up, of course I didn't listen to a lot of, I listened to a lot of R and B and hip hop, really whatever my sister listened to. Um, and then, you know, through the way of, I think it was the MTV greatest videos of all time playlist that they did or whatever. 
back when they still showed music videos. They had Smells Like Teen Spirit at number one. And that was the first time. Number one for like 20 years in a row. Yeah. I'd never heard it before. And so that was kind of my um, introduction to it. And I wanted to, it actually kind of inspired me to want to play guitar, to be honest. I want to ask you guys this. Um, The music video for Smells Like Teen Spirit. For a lot of people, that is their introduction to Nirvana is through the music video. Yeah. What what impact do you what what do you what do you get from it? It's a performance. Uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a I call it the performance video where it's the band playing their instruments yeah. in some setting. If mm-hmm. they're playing their instruments, it's a performance video. But the setting for this really hadn't seen before. It was basically like the saddest pep rally of it all like time. It was like a gym from hell. Like, <laughs> yeah. The pep rally from hell. Or, you know, it, or I, I, I saw it as the, the saddest pep rally ever. I, like, what do you, what do you get from it? I can't think of it without thinking of the Weird Al yeah. video. So I just, every time I think of it, all I see is Weird Al's face with marbles falling out of his mouth. So it's tough, but like the, I don't know, the video was just, to me, all it was is just the video fit the song. It was very grungy. It was very rebellious. It was, you mm-hmm. know, that's kind of how it's it came off to me. It was just good representation of teenagers that were tired of day to day shit. Yeah, <laughs> kind of singing the song smelt uh, named after deodorant. Yeah. So uh, I was trying to see if they were sued for that. I don't think they were. Yeah, they probably didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the it was filmed on a soundstage in Culver City, it says, and it's a it's a pep rally, and the cheer cheerleaders wear black, uh, with the anarchist symbol. See that I didn't know. I never noticed that. Um, is, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know that I ever paid attention to it either. But are the cheerleaders the first people you see in the video? I believe so. They're like kind of doing their little rah rah yeah. thing, and it's some music. I don't know if it's at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, or it's someplace like that. The shirt that Cobain wore is on display. Really, that's pretty cool. Somewhere. Excuse me. Uh, oh, <laughs> and there are a lot of it got a lot of accolades. Of course, this particular song, uh, MTV named it. It was number three on their 100 greatest videos ever made. It wasn't number, was number one. one. Was Thriller? Uh, it was probably Thriller. I'm, I'm could look at whatever the source is, but it's probably Thriller. Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Number two is Vogue by Madonna. What? All right. Never, I don't want to get off topic, but yeah, that's weird. But okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, let's just look at what it was number one for. These are some uh, publications I've never even. Everything you could imagine. <laughs> uh, Triple J. I don't know what that is, but they. Australian. It was number one. Hottest 100 of all time. Number one on whatever list that is. Um, number one for. Okay. For Triple J. I don't know what Triple J is. Uh, Kerrang. I don't know what Kerrang! is, but that's, it was number uh, one for their greatest rock tracks ever. I think that's Australian, too, actually. And the greatest singles of all time. VH1 named it the number one song of the past 25 years, but that's between 1978 and 2003. Um, VH1, okay, I already saw that one. VH1 named it the number one greatest song of the 90s. 
Not surprised. And what does NME stand for again? New Music Express. New Music Express. Number one on their list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. You know what? Jeez. I'm surprised they didn't give it to a Radiohead song. NME loves some Radiohead. They're not dead yet. <laughs> Speaking of that, as soon as they hope they don't get too morbid here, but do you think the um like we were all pretty young when the album first came out, but do you think that too much is made of the album or of Kurt Cobain because he's dead? I know the answer. <laughs> I know his answer. Be honest. Yeah, I do. Give us your honest answer. I do. I, it's, I mean, I can't discredit them for what they did, the impact they had, the influence they have. Like, there's no doubt in my mind about that. But because he died, he never had the chance to fall. Mm. So everyone just remembers him being great. And that's all anyone will ever remember. What's crazy about it? It's like they, they made three albums, right? Was, was it just three? I think Inuto was the last one, yeah. Yeah. Just three. Um, the one that was just called Nirvana, it was mainly a greatest hits, but there was one unreleased song on there. Oh. And I love Was that, that the one that came out after he died, though? Yeah. You know the, You're uh, Right. You know yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is my okay. favorite song by them. Um, yeah, they made this was they made three albums. Bleach, Nevermind, and In Utero. Mm-hmm. Um, I I personally love the Unplugged album. That's really good. Um, Because it was shortly after they recorded that that he died, right? I think that was his last television appearance. Yeah. So, um, you think it's over... Okay, so you think their legacy is overstated. (laughs) They are in the Rock and Roll of Fame. I mean, Um, deservedly, yeah. It's just... I guess more or less, I'm, I'm basing it off of... All of those stupid, like video song top one hundred, top five hundred, whatever mm-hmm. list that always went on back when MTV and VH1 played videos. <laughs> yeah, they were always at least in the top three, if not number one. And it was just annoying that you always knew what it was going to be. It was like, why bother with the list if you're always going to give it to the, the 90s, same people? If the greatest songs of the nineties, even if they, it was the hundred greatest songs. <laughs> And I, I think I, yeah, I probably did watch that because I've seen all of them. Oh, yeah, <laughs> me too, me too. Yeah. Even with, I started watching the first episode, start with number 100, thinking, what would be number one? And I couldn't think of anything that would be, that would get, oh, that would be ranked higher than Smells Like Teen In Spirit. my mind, though, I don't think it, anything else got the chance. I think because of when it all happened and how much, it lived on mm-hmm. it it always overshadowed everything like I, that that was my opinion it's just because of what happened and the the height of their popularity of when it happened and all that stuff like no one could outgrow that shadow no other no other act not at least in the 90s like cuz it was still fresh in everyone's mind like everyone was still high on that like i i possibly you but as far as like you brought up the Seattle 4 mm-hmm. right uh, I don't know if any of the other acts are in the Hall of Fame. Soundgarden, I think or Pearl, Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. I think they're up this Pearl year Jam to just get in get, there. Yeah, or if they or might have. Just they, I thought they actually already got in. And Allison Chains. Um, I thought you were going to say uh, Stone Temple Pilots, but I don't. I don't no, know they're if they're not. from Seattle. Mm-mm. They were uh, just kind San of, Diego. Yeah, okay. they're just um, around 
at the time. Although I will say Alice in Chains might be the one band that disproves everything I just said about people being dead. I don't think they got the recognition that like Pro or uh, Nirvana ever did. Who um, Alice in Chains? Yeah, no, I, I don't. It's, it seemed yeah. that they were bigger with metalheads. Really, I mean, it makes sense. They yeah. were not very grungy, yeah. essentially. I don't. But, I don't think their songs were as. They weren't like the pop friendly, and I no, use no. that as loose as possible in yeah. regards to Nirvana. But their songs weren't as pop friendly, even though uh, they were very melodic. They used harmonies, oh, yes. yeah, and that's that's something that that wasn't being done in rock music. I don't feel like not not yeah. with them at least not not at with a lot of the stuff that came out that time. And Pearl Jam's they just got nominated. This is their first year of eligibility. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, as I, as I might say, just to, to get off topic just slightly here, I still think of those four bands, they were by far the most talented, in my opinion, at least. Alice in Chains or Nirvana? Um, Pearl Jam. Oh, really? I think they're the most talented, yeah. Like, man for man, musician for musician. Oh, I would have given that to now, Alice in Chains. Really? Yeah. Well, probably a... Uh... <laughs> A conversation not a lot of people have, like, okay, in the 80s, a lot of people talk about, okay, Michael Jackson or Prince. I don't know if there was a lot of Nirvana or Pearl Jam. <laughs> and then someone comes in with Alice in Chains. <laughs> um, That's like coming in with Billy Ocean. like. <laughs> <laughs> or there's this uh, podcast I, I listened to where... Um, the uh his this guy he said when him and his friends when they were younger they talk about who's the best point guard in the NBA Magic Johnson or Isaiah Thomas <laughs> and then someone would come in with Fat Lever like who what uh, I don't think Allison Chase is Fat Lever but <laughs> <laughs> I mean if if there was a third band to come in Allison Chase is definitely uh could could be part of the conversation yeah. Um, <laughs> But someone's gonna come if it's this this number one or number two. Someone's gonna come in with three, and it they really don't yeah. really don't match. Yeah. Um. Another uh, besides the, I guess the the big songs are you know you can look at the most plays on Spotify as far as Nirvana goes, and it smells like Teen Spirit number one, mm-hmm. Come as You Are number two. Uh. What song on the album kind of sticks out to you, or what do you think is, uh, well, what do you think is their best song on the album? Ooh, the one that sticks out to me the most is "Breed." I really like that one. I think it's the third or fourth track. Let me check the track listing again. Um, very aggressive song. Um, yeah, I really like "Breed." <laughs> Uh, 
There's songs about being trapped in the middle class in America. They wrote the song while uh, doing five They actually did the song. That they, that's when they heard from doing the song while they were on tour. And Butch Vig said there's the most complex song that they recorded from the album. And it started under the title of Odie after a friend of Diary of the And he says, yet there's little in the version recorded at the studio to connect the two. Kurt used the title to suggest verbal diarrhea. <laughs> and the riff is borrowed from the song Potential Suicide by Cobain's favorite band, The Wipers. Check out The Wipers. It's really dirty. Yeah, I love it. It says Citation Unit, so I wonder if that's really his favorite band. Why does that surprise me? <laughs> Okay, this was this a new thing or intros man you can't have these long intros yeah you'll listen you have to listen to it to find out um, <laughs> so um yeah what was the last question i asked well no just um really just songs other than the i would or at least the way i got it uh, songs other than the main singles that stood out so like breed was Polly Polly was a single, wasn't it, or was it not? Uh, I think it was. Yeah, the Polly was a official good single. singles uh, were songs like "T Spirit," "Come as You Are," "Lithium," and "In Bloom." Okay. I know "In Bloom" was a single because of the the funny uh, video. Video. <laughs> I just watched it today and saw that Dave Rose wearing a blonde wig <laughs> with the most the biggest grin on it. It was just bizarre. It's a bizarre video. It is. They start off in suits and then they end up in dresses. Yeah. But it's also that, um, I don't know if anybody else was doing it at the time, but there are quite a few videos in which 
hey, let's make it seem like they're playing on American Bandstand or Soul Train or Top of the Pops. And it's all these teen girls screaming and going crazy. And the band itself isn't wouldn't really fit in with mm-hmm. that thing. So it's a fish out of water type of thing. Indeed. But, um, did I ask if there was a song that kind of stuck out to you? No. there. Um, other than the singles, there weren't. I didn't, because like I said, I wasn't really huge into them. So I never <laughs> gave the entire album an actual listen. Um, okay. But I remember, like, Polly was popular after the Unplugged. Mm-hmm. They played that all the time on the radio. Yeah. And then Drain You was on Guitar oh, Hero Drain you, or yes. Rock Band. I can't remember which. The one that stuck out to me is what we started the show with um, on a plane because uh, of the Unplugged album. <laughs> uh, I probably listened more to the Unplugged, uh, Nirvana's uh, Unplugged album than, than Nevermind. But uh, I still like how it was stripped down, and I, you know, I like I liked how it sounded, and and then hearing this version, oh, it's okay. But I'm so <laughs> used to the other version, yeah. Um, I uh, I just enjoy it a little bit more. Um, Territorial pissing is kind of funny. The beginning. <laughs> Okay. No, it's, I want you it's, to talk more about it. Well, no, play it, play it. You'll hear. It's, okay. I can't explain it. That's it's like if that's the one I'm thinking of. Uh, I have to go back in time. <laughs> yes, Huey Lewis, back in time. Back in time. <laughs> you know, I never realized he was in Back to the Future. Yeah, as the uh, the judge for the yeah for show the talent auditions. show. You're just too loud. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know who this. I was like, I wonder who this is singing it. For some reason, I imagined um, Dave Grohl doing it, but I know it's not him. I just recently made a Nirvana covers playlist. Are there any good metal ones on there? <laughs> Tori Amos did a pretty decent cover once of Smells Like Teen Spirit on piano. Uh, also, Scarlet and Velocity Brothers. I think that's how it's called Lost to Me. I don't know, because Velocity is like a poop bag, isn't it? Yeah. Have you seen Social Network? This is going to be in a trailer soon. <laughs> this is Probably. What I mean, that, that's the trend now. Take 80s and 90s songs, slow it down as much as possible, make yeah. it sound a little creepy. Mm hmm. I think I've, you played this for me once, I believe. Yeah. yeah this is gonna be in a movie, and this is gonna be a war. It's gonna be a war scene. See, I can see war scene or oh, it's a, a really terrible horror movie. A horror. Oh, I can see that too. Children walking down the hallway. Oh. That could be pretty good. Now I want to watch a scary movie. <laughs> yeah, 
do that. I feel like it'll be in a movie about the Gulf War. <laughs> that that's oh, that's the, war the movie time. That's yeah. next. Yeah, would have been great for Jarhead. Like, <laughs> that movie was not what I expected. I still haven't seen it. Jarhead. Yeah. yeah. Don't they have like five sequels now without him? Yeah, it was all like straight all low budget or Because they can. I guess can they? Why, why are there four SWAT. Sharknados? What? SWAT. They you can't mess SWAT. with a classic, man. Why would they make? <laughs> I don't like the SWAT with like Sam Jackson and yeah, Colin Farrell. Yeah. They made another one. Yeah. <laughs> Who is anybody in it? I bet the first one. I, said, I bet Michelle Rodriguez. She needs to work. Nah, man. She had all the. She's got all this Fast and Furious. She got Fast and Furious money now. She doesn't need to do that. <laughs> all right. I bet they got and the guy who played the French criminal. He's the money. <laughs> he came back. I'll break out of prison again. Um. Actually, I could play this. This is um, this is a, a jazzy version of. Wait, is all apology all apologies on in utero? Doesn't Never mind. Utero, yeah, doesn't count. I still kind of want to hear uh, it. Okay, well, there is a cover of Polly oh, by uh-huh. Finger Eleven. Oh no! Finger Eleven cover Polly. Oh no! Polly wants a crack. No, not bad. Sounds For a second, like I heard well, rocking the pure old man. <laughs> I think she wants some water. Oh, Super actually, here's what's gonna get. When's it gonna get finger eleven? Though. I mean, so far it sounds like just a copy for copy. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. They've had a varied sound over their career. Got some road. Yeah, sure. Because I mean, like, what the one wish show was it called? The first single they had that was a big single? It was like the Timpanies or whatever? Yeah. And then they had Paralyzer. Yeah, those two are not even close to the same band. And then I heard another song by them that sounded like a Tool song (laughs) called Sick of It All. Like, it had like the same rhythm that Sober had. I'm like, these guys are so crazy. (laughs) Here's another. Another cover from of a Nevermind song. This is uh, Lithium. I'll let y'all guess who the band is. The Buggles? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. I'm so happy because today I found oh, my spring. Yes. <laughs> I'm so ugly. Why? That's okay, cause uh, so are why not? You. They really tried to make this a really Sunday super happy This winter, like PBS presents <laughs> Polyphonic Spring. Nirvana the musical. <laughs> That'll happen. You know it will. Has it already? Has it? Surpri- I don't know. Uh, it's probably being developed uh, in London somewhere. Justin Bieber is Kurt Cobain. Oh, dear God. I could see that. I wouldn't that. be surprised. I could see that. They, they got to sell tickets. <laughs> He's going to have to learn to sing differently. Yeah. Okay, so 
what is um I guess we want to get to what's your what's your final impression of 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 Nevermind? Does it deserve the recognition that it gets? I feel like I know what Matt's answer might be. <laughs> but uh I'll I'll go to you first, Ben. Like as far as the impact on how it changed how people listen to music or or, or who the or or anything yeah. as far as like what kind of impact did Nevermind have? Well, from recorded history, it had a huge impact. So I say that it deserves all of the accolades it gets um, from that standpoint, from the influence it had, from the way it sounded, um, its unapologeticness and the whole, you know, everything about it. The only thing I, I wish is I wish I could have actually been around to experience it because um, I have heard a couple of people and I can't think of off the top of my head who, but I've heard a couple of people say that the impact was not as big at the time as it is now, as it seems now, like it's not, it's not as big. It didn't seem as big then as it does now, like looking back on it, hindsight being 2020 type thing. So I would like to know what it was like back then experiencing it firsthand. But I do think that looking back on it, like I like the album, I like the songs on the album. Um, and I, it was like, you know, like I said, the song smells like teen spirit was hugely influential, influential on me probably one of the first experiences I had with a rock song and was like, you know, when I got a guitar was the first song I wanted to learn. Um, and I was even one of those people who thought that Kurt Cobain was an amazing guitar player when I was younger in middle school before I started playing guitar. I was like, man, Kurt Cobain's really, really good. Um, but truth be told, I got a little bit older and realized that he was a better writer than he was a musician. Um, and that Dave Grove was probably the real musical talent, musician talent of the band as he went on to become, you know, the Foo Fighters and, everything that kind of goes along with that. But I do think like looking back on it, I think it deserves everything it got, like whether that be hyped up or not. Like, I, yeah, I think so. Okay. What about you, Matt? Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I do think they deserve all the recognition they got for being the influence they were. Like there's no denying it. It's just, goes back to I just feel like everyone rode on their just people took everything they were and just it stretched too long I think they took it too far and overshadowed other bands like possibly could have been better but they just people were still stuck on that on the whole Nirvana thing that was my only issue like I don't think they were bad I don't think they got credit they didn't deserve it's just it went on too long do you mean in terms of like this particular album or just them in general, what they did kind of overshadowed anyone else who may, I guess, I'm, I'm probably speaking in general terms of Nirvana themselves, maybe not the mm -hmm. album. Um, I mean, either, yeah. either way. Yeah. So as far as, uh, as far as, as far as like overshadowing, like other acts, like coming from, that genre or just well i would say from that genre that's a big that's a huge band to try to compete with for one but then even after the fact like even if you were in that same genre but you know years after he passed away like you still probably got compared to them 
Okay, yeah. All right, I, I understand what it, you mean there. It, it does, and that does happen. Yeah. Pull it probably of mud. still happens today. Yeah. Pull yeah. Of mud got compared to them. Seether so. got compared to them. Like Any yeah. lead singer with stringy blonde hair. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Who plays guitar. Uh, I think for me, it's interesting to hear the, this is the album or this is the moment where this kind of music was born or became popular. And it was at the same time, this other kind of music died. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it killed hair metal. Um, just like I'm trying to think of what music in the eighties really like got disco out of here. Uh, as hair far metal as probably. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's right. Hair metal or the synth pop to where if you could do everything on this one little thing, mm-hmm. one little keyboard, um, you don't need the 24 separate tracks of professional musicians. Yeah, it can be churned out very quickly, but this way, like more, it's more accessible to people. Yeah. Uh, so I think like synth pop maybe have killed disco. Maybe. And then disco killed disco. <laughs> <laughs> I like disco. Disco and cocaine killed each other. Uh. You know, and I think with and as popular as hair metal became in the late 80s, you know, it was kind of like it's one of those moments like I don't know if you ever seen the movie Why Do Fools Fall in Love about Frankie Lyman long time ago. Uh, he was in a, it's a he's a doo wop artist and, you know, he it was about his life and he may have been married three times. Like they were, he's married to all of them at the same time, trying to figure out who's going to get control of his estate after mm-hmm. he passed. But there's a moment where, you know, he was popular as a teenager. He goes to the army as an adult and he, and then he tries to make a comeback and this it's the sixties. It's the, it's, it's the mid sixties. Like we've already, we already have, we're in the midst of Beatlemania and, uh, Jimi Hendrix is popping up in certain places, you know, and he's a doo-wop artist still trying to do doo-wop, which is from the 50s. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like the Beatles killed doo-wop, maybe. Rock or music Hendrix in general. Killed it. Yeah. Rock, <clears throat> rock and roll music killed doo-wop. And so it's, it was just a, this is one of those moments where it's a changing of the change of the guard, passing of the torch, you know, an era begins, an era ends kind of uh, situation. Well, I don't so, even know if it'd be a changing of the guard because like to me or passing the torch, excuse me, because like I'm, hair metal didn't want to give up. Like, well, it, uh, it's not, <laughs> well, I mean, passing of the torch, I mean, not that it was an option. A forcible, <laughs> a forced passing of the torch. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it's one of those um, just to to think about, and I, I'm kind of with you to where I wish I could have better, uh, I you know, if I were around to experience it, you know, with a more mature mind or whatever. Because I hear a lot about how remarkable it was for this album to be number one and to knock Michael Jackson's "Dangerous" off the top spot. Uh, because you know people flock to that album or listen to Michael Jackson. It's Michael Jackson. You know he made Thriller. He made Bad. Oh, he's got something new now. Mm-hmm. You know, and then here comes 
really someone that seemed like they were out of left field. Yeah, three white boys from Seattle. Yeah. yeah. You know, playing this music that we don't understand. Um, we can't really see their faces. <laughs> and it's so funny, too, they because... They don't care about... They're not dancing. They don't I care about dangerous. being stars. Like, when it came out, and I was not aware of Nirvana at all at the time. I had Dangerous, like, when it was popular. But just, like, it was... It, they weren't really on my radar, you know? Like, they were this huge, you know, phenomenon of music. Of course, granted, what, that was 91, so I was seven maybe i was born in i was seven or eight maybe you know so they weren't really on my radar but i mean then again i was a little kid and knowing in my family listened to rock music knowing in my circle listen to rock music so like you know they were popular but like how popular were they you know so and that's why i wanted like i wish i could have really you know really been you know in the mind to really experience it and know what was going on and have the um, the musical palette that I have now because it's very different than it was back then. Yeah. All right. So uh, you guys can let us know what you think of the Nirvana album, Nevermind. Uh, doesn't matter when you listen to it, or or if you ha- or if you just listen to it because you know we talked about it, then you want to listen to it. Uh, let us know what you think of it. And hit us up on Facebook or Instagram, and we'll give you all the information again at the very end of the show. So what we're going to do is <laughs> we're going to uh, get to my earworm of the week. Um, let's see if I can find that. Where's that song? Am I looking the right list here? Okay, yes. Okay. So this is a song by, I believe her name's pronounced Kiara or Kiara. Uh, she had a song that came out earlier this year called gold, which was, um, I heard it at like, uh, earlier this year and became kind of popular. I heard it on TV shows, but there was this other, there's a song that she just came out with, um, two weeks ago called dope main. Oh, I don't, I don't think I've heard that. <laughs> I didn't like her. Cause I know her name. She's featured on a few songs too. Yeah. Um, and this features someone named Ashley all day, and I thought she was gonna rap, but she really just did the hook, and that was the only thing she did—just <laughs> repeats the hook through the whole song. So this is "Dope Man" by Kiara featuring Ashley all day.
featuring Ashley all day. It's a single right now. Uh, Kiara hasn't come out with a full-length album yet. I mean, well, she does have an EP called Low-Key Savage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting sick of that word. So she's at, she has an EP out right now. Um, and with this new single, probably be on whatever album she's coming out with. So that's going to bring us to the end of the show. Uh, I had fun with this particular discussion. Um, yes. Oh, never, <laughs> never mind. Um, so, um, like I said, we're going to, we want to try different like things as far as like, okay, we're going to talk about, we talked about a TV movie. Yeah. <laughs> We've done a top five. You know, uh, we've highlighted producers mm-hmm. and now we want to talk about particular albums that had significant impact on on pop music. And, you know, this was one of those to where I mean, even with um, there, there's always somebody who like starts a trend that you hear a trend. So it when Nevermind is a hit, other labels are scrambling to find the oh, next yeah. grunge superstars <laughs> you know uh, they're going to seattle and then just trying to find some there's probably some band who got signed to like capital or atlantic mm-hmm. or something and they were trash but because they're from seattle and they played <laughs> something that sounded like grunge yep you know so this was this was also another one of those um another one of those times and like just like with hair metal with the bands coming out of la sunset strip yeah you mm-hmm. know was that that's where whiskey a go-go is yep. yeah in la if you got on there yeah <laughs> you know just hoping that i don't know some i, I want to name a regular exec but i don't know who exactly would have walked in there back then i couldn't think of it. i mean maybe jimmy iovine but i don't know if he was active in the 80s I used to hear his name a lot, but I, I can't think I of him a lot in the nineties. Yeah. But if it was a Jimmy Iovine type person <laughs> who's looking for that next uh who was the who was the, the first hair I feel like everybody I think it was like with hair metal was Van Halen and then everyone else was trying to sign a Van Halen, but then we end up getting like poison and Motley Crue Cinderella. 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 Oh god. Winger. Oh. <laughs> oh, freaking winger. Uh should that be the next episode? Maybe not. I don't know. Metal? <laughs> Winger. That, that might be a little too much. They had like two songs. I like those. It. And then anyway. what, what's, what's funny with, with hair metal is they had, okay, the big single. The first single was the big, the, the, the one that was the hit. The arena song, yeah. The arena okay. song. And then they had a second single, which may be a, another, you know, maybe as good arena song. The mm. third single was always the ballad. The yep. slow one, yeah. Yep. In which they had to look all pretty in the video. Oh yeah, and and every and seemed like whatever the ballad was, the video was always them on tour, on the bus, <laughs> all the the screaming and girls in, in the crowd. Yeah, and yeah, in, in slow motion. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that'll be the next episode, but maybe another episode. Down That'd be line. funny we to pretty discuss. Much just wrapped up the whole thing right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's something else we could have. Uh, we can have fun with. So, um, Matt, you told yes. us before, but if you want people to find you, anywhere, <laughs> where can it's they find you? On Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matthew, double underscore, 
Vaughn, V-A-U-G-H-A-N. Thank you very much. We appreciate you being here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're very welcome. Ben, where can they find our, our podcast? You can find us on Stitcher. Find us on... No, no, not Stitcher. No, no, no. Stitcher. Podomatic. What am I saying? What am I saying? No, Podomatic. <laughs> iTunes. There was a third service we were on, wasn't there? That we had just Satchel gotten on? Podcast Satchel, player. yes. Satchel. Um, find us on Facebook at... Oh, I thought you... <laughs> no, that was my phone. <laughs> Facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. Um... I'm trying to think here. No, I'm trying. I got a bad memory, man. No, sorry. <laughs> um, of course, um, my favorite is on Instagram at um, by the time you hear this with the U um, instead of the letter. I mean, instead of the word, because because we're urban. Will we be urban for long, though, in Trump's America? Do we want to be urban? <laughs> Another topic. I mean, we have to day. consider if that's a risk we want to take. Another day, though. Um, and then, of course, you know, by the time you hear this at gmail.com. With the U as well for the, you know, because we are. So, yeah. And uh, that's going to do it for our show. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think we wrapped up hair metal. So we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, there's not much substance to it. Um, John well, Bon Jovi might the, beg to differ. Long hair, fast guitar. That's all you need. John Bon Jovi might beg to differ. There, and then arena song, uh, arena song ballad. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that's uh, it. But we'll we'll figure out something for the next episode, and we're going to end this particular episode. Uh, what song should we go out with? Um, uh, what about Drain You? Drain You. Mm-hmm. All right, Drain You by Nirvana, and thanks for listening. One baby to another says I'm lucky to meet you.